This was a Brain Freeze podcast. Greetings, Earthlings! Welcome to the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, or the OCD Podcast for short. I'm your hostess with the mostest. I'm Tessianos. Whether you're new here, old here, or got lost and wound up here, welcome! Thank you so much for tuning in. OCD is a place for everyone of every level of comic book fandom, so if you've been a comic fan for 20 years or 20 minutes, there's something here for you! We've got an awesome guest today on the show. I am so excited to chat comic books with him. He's written several fabulous comics, including Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Slayer Hellmouth, Goosebumps, Monsters at Midnight, Attack on Titan, and the comic he is here to talk to us about today. He has written Doom Patrol with Gerard Way. Wow, that rhymes. Didn't mean to do that. Let's give him a big OCD <laughs> podcast welcome. He is Jeremy Lambert. What's up, Jeremy? <laughs> oh my goodness, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, welcome you know, welcome thank you very much it, i'm so excited to be here thank you for having me on yeah of course um i heard about you through jen vaughn who came on for day 27 of 31 days of horror to talk about goosebumps and she said uh, i have a pal who also wrote goosebumps and that's you <laughs> <laughs> uh, jen is amazing uh and yes it was it was really funny we um I uh, wrote, uh, you know, the first two iterations of the Goosebumps comic books that were out uh, from IDW and, um, you know, met up at a con uh, shortly thereafter and just started geeking out about Goosebumps and trading old Goosebumps swag and merchandise that we had when we were kids and stuff like that. So it was really, really funny. So you were a Goosebumps fan. So like writing Goosebumps was probably a big deal for you. It was a huge deal for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, it's it's a trend that's continued and I'm just really endlessly grateful because you know just being involved with with Goosebumps but um, you know with Buffy and with Doom Patrol and all three uh, you know uh, cases it is just been you know I've been a massive massive fan of of those stories and and the properties well before you know being involved um, with them so you know it just feel extremely lucky and and with with Goosebumps you know in particular um, being sort of a, my first, uh, you know, standalone comics work, um, it was uh, it was just a dream come true. I mean, I I was obsessed with Goosebumps as a as a kid, and you know, even just with the covers, uh, you know, going back through all of my my Goosebumps books, I had my parents ship out a the box that was stored away in the attic somewhere. Awesome. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so so yeah, huge huge fan, and and um, just you know, very lucky to to be involved with that project and, and to work with, you know, um, uh, Chris Finolio and, and, uh, and the team and, and Jen and, and getting to know Jen and, you know, Sarah Gatos, who, who put us all together, uh, the editor. Um, it was just a wonderful experience. Yeah. That's so freaking cool. You're just like, I mean, I, I went on your website to make sure I got all of your credits correct. And I saw this awesome <laughs> pic of you as a kid holding up a comic. So you've oh, always been a comic yeah. fan. <laughs> Yeah, and you know it. It's funny um, with uh, with that. I think that's a, an issue of Hulk, um, and and I was definitely you know very into into uh, a lot more Marvel than anything when I was younger. Oh, nice. Um, nice. And and then sort of had a you know comics rediscovery late high school, early college, and and you know uh, sort of found my way there again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that picture is particularly funny. I'm, I think I'm hiding my extremely large teeth in that one. <laughs> Very shy. <laughs> Did you ever think like in your wildest dreams that you'd be writing comics one day or is that just, I mean, like, what was your dream as a kid? I mean, that sounds so like, what was your dream as a kid? what do you want to be? <laughs> um, did you know? Were you like, maybe one day? I mean, you know, what's really funny is, is, um, is that it was it was pretty much film for me that that was my oh. dream as a kid like really early on I wanted to be a, a veterinarian right I wanted to take oh. care of animals I wanted, you know <laughs> that was like when I was really young yeah but but really like when I started looking at that anything seriously I was um, I was just enamored with uh, with filmmaking and with film in general and and how on earth these things were put together whether it was live action or animation or uh, literally anything, just studying the credits as much as possible. And, yeah. you know, I, I have 
Lord of the Rings to thank for that. Um, nice, you know, nice. Uh, but <laughs> in, in terms of the actual, um, you know, I would say the movie that really uh, started everything in terms of me seriously going down that that path of just being interested in storytelling in, in general was was Fellowship of the Ring. Um, wow. But um, but through that, you know, starting to realize that this is the case with everything. There are creators, there are people that are putting this together behind the scenes. And that was, that was very much the case with comics as well. Um, and in, in college, which I, I went to for, for film, um, it was funny because I was noticing more and more that I was falling into comic book storytelling and wow. working with, uh, you know, that kind of team, um, or at least wanting to, I felt, you know, like a, a bit listless. I didn't know where to start, where, what to do, you know, yeah. who, to, who to talk to. And, um, it was my co-writer on, on, uh, on Buffy, actually, Jordy Belair, um, who is an impeccable writer and colorist and artist. Um, and she, you know, she really sort of led me through how everything is done from start to finish. Wow. Uh, we, we were friends when um, she had actually done a, a poster for, um, for my friend's film. It was like a, a, a poster that my, uh, my friend had a film at, at South by Southwest um, and she had made a poster for it. And we got to know each other through, through that and, um, and through him, uh, his name's Andrew Bowser. And, um, and so she just started coloring for, uh, for boom, I think, and, and was, you know, getting into everything and, um, was just answered every single question I had, walked me through every single, you know, aspect of comic book production and the team and how everything operates and the workflow and everything like that. So again, you know, extremely, extremely grateful for, you know, the people that, taught me to you know tell comic book stories and how it actually happened and you know I I truly had no idea um, about any of it and um, and it was through that and and comic cons and you know um, people just very gracious with their time talking to you know (laughs) a a very very shy uh, aspiring creator to figure out just how this this works and how how it all happens but uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Jordy in that, and I'm sure she'll, you know, chastise me for, for doing so later. But <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's so serendipitous that like you found your mentor, or your mentor found you, and then you find people mm. through cons. And like I'm, I'm new to the comic world, and I'm learning that so many people are just so incredibly kind in this world. Like they mm. want to help everyone out. So that's amazing that you found kind of like your tribe you know, kind of what you want, your trajectory for what you want to do in life anyway, um, in this world. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that it's, I completely agree with the fact that it's just, you know, being floored with kindness when you're in this, you know, community and you find, you find good people, like with any industry, there's, you know, all kinds, but I, I really do think that with comics in particular having and still existing in, in the film industry myself, it's just, there's something very special about, um, a lot of the people who are, who are in comics because, you know, for the most part, I think everyone's there for the love of the stories and for the love of comics, you know, sure. and not for, and of course, like I said, there's, there's all kinds and, and, uh, there's plenty of adaptations being made and, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, I, I really do think that it's, unique and and special and i found so many close friends um and passionate storytellers in the in the community um you know be they letterers writers or sorry letterers writers artists uh, colorists or it's just across the board where the creator editors are you know involved in marketing or literally any aspect of it there's there's so many wonderful people involved um and it's yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm probably waxing poetic a bit now just because of the fact that I haven't been to a con all year, but Sure, <laughs> sure. It's uh <laughs> it's um it it really is it really is wonderful and I I I can't wait to, you know, to see everybody again and to Yeah. hopefully uh, uh talk about all of this again soon in in person. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love it, love it. Um well, okay. So 
We are here to talk about your work on Doom Patrol and many other things, obviously, everything that you've done. But I, uh, because this is, and I say Doom Patrol right up front because uh, this is a, our um, comic book family themed month. So that's why. Yes. Um, so just speaking of mentors and such, I would love to know what it was like to work with Gerard Way. Was he, was yeah. he like a mentor? Was he, you know, how did you guys get along? How did that go? <laughs> Oh my goodness! And and what a wonderful, weird uh, family to include in this. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for for the Doom Patrol love. Um, and uh, and again, yeah, absolutely. So speaking again, you know about how um, insanely grateful I am to to um, to be running into to into people who are, are warm and welcoming and, and kind, you know, of which, you know, Gerard is, is very much one of them. And, um, we had met, uh, oh goodness. I mean, it was probably 2014, I think, or 2015. Um, and it was through games and, okay. and it was through, uh, Warhammer and Dungeons nice. and Dragons. Nice. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like comics in that way, where you find somebody who who loves something, uh, you know, that you do, and and it's sort of this niche thing, in, in some respects, and um, you know, we <laughs> just hit it off when talking about small little miniatures that you paint and, uh, and put together. Because <laughs> um, so cool. we're both in, into that for so long, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, we we would just I would be going over and we would we just didn't really have anyone to play warhammer with i think is the real answer to the whole thing is just like you know (laughs) that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it so that's kind of what brought us together and and we would just play all the time and that led with to to dungeons and dragons and playing with um you know certain groups there as well and and just rpg storytelling um and we were both sort of obviously gerard you know um having already done Umbrella Academy amongst many other things um, and Doom Patrol, uh, you know, just launching Doom Patrol at the time too. Um, we were, I, I was still working on short stories and, and getting a few things out there. And, uh, and you know, he had, um, I, and I just uh, released Goosebumps, I think, right before, um, or Goosebumps had just come out um, right before, we had the first conversation about me coming on board as a as a co-writer for for Doom, um, but but basically it was just it kind of led, it came from an organic uh, place where you know we were telling all of these stories through Dungeons and Dragons characters and <laughs> RPG and like I was you know dungeon master for a few things and just sort of like shepherding <laughs> stuff along love, and love, and love, love. Uh, and he just yeah he was he was. Um, you know, he, he had just asked me like, "What, what do you, what would you think of uh, of potentially joining up?" And and I, um, it, I didn't think much of it. I was just like, "Okay, wow, that's, you know, uh, a joke, uh, maybe." At some point. <laughs> you know, like I, because I'm such a massive Doom Patrol fan, and obviously a fan of his run, because they were probably, you know, with him and, and Nick Darrington and, and Tamara Bonvillain, um, they had just put out probably, I think six or seven seven issues, I think, at that point. Um, and, and yeah, I got a call from, from Mark Doyle and, and Jamie Rich and, and Gerard and sent them all my goosebumps scripts, see if Gerard even liked them and, and, you know, all these other things. And, um, and, and yeah, it just all sort of came out from, uh, from, um, Dungeons and Dragons and Warhammer (laughs) and, and gaming over, or RPG. Um, but, uh, it, you know, the, all the things that I'm leaving out here is that I'm a massive My Chemical Romance fan. Um, oh, nice. And I have been for a long time. So, you know, the mm. first few Warhammer games were me uh, uh, profusely sweating, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but and I, I hope he doesn't hear any of this. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... <laughs> It was uh, it's it's amazing. Honestly, the, the best part about it obviously is our is our working relationship and how we're sort of working in tandem on a Google Doc in the same room, which was such an incredible experience. I've never really written a comic that way, um, just because I would I would go over and we would um, 
just hash everything out and, and talk, throw things back and forth and see what, what stuck. And, and we'd be working in the, the Google document and we'd like go from room to room, just like change things up or whatever and take wow. breaks and, and talk about Doom Patrol. Um, and it was a really great, uh, you know, experience and, and obviously one of a, one of a kind. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, he's, he's one of my closest, uh, friends now and, oh. and it's, um, it's really just, you know, love that guy. Um, he, uh, he, he's awesome. very much somebody that, that I would say is a, is a mentor as well. I, I learn, you know, something new in comics writing and otherwise from, from him every day. Um, and it was, it's, it's such a special experience to be, to be a part of that and, and what we wanted to do with, with doom and, and the things that we were both interested in. And, um, so to, in short, <laughs> to wrap all of that up, it's really just, um, you know, uh, he's wonderfully kind, he's brilliant, and um, he's extremely considerate and uh, and really wants to know, you know, what you're thinking about something and and right. really wants to get to the heart of, of whatever we're, we're writing and, and will often throw out something, you know, uh, an idea which, you know, I truly have no idea idea where it came from I have no clue where <laughs> a lot of this stuff is <laughs> is coming from but uh, as a collaborator um, you know as a leader on the project it's it's hard to to ask for for somebody better for sure yeah dude that's that's incredible gosh that's like a wish upon a star thing right there I mean you're already it a, absolutely is that's great <laughs> I mean you're a fan you're it, already a fan really of Doom is. Patrol and then you're a yeah. fan of My Chemical Romance. Jeez Louise. Yeah. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> I know. Honestly, it's just like Warhammer. Uh, you know, I don't... <laughs> like, where it, did this take place? You're just sitting at a table I, and you look up. You're like, oh, it's Gerard Way. What's going oh, on, man? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, he, and, you know, it, you, you cut through that extremely fast. Um, and, you know, I, I just, you know, just want to speak honestly about it because it's it's... I'm not going to try and play it cool and say it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a good guy. Didn't really listen to the band or whatever. <laughs> um, it's like, no, I, I'm a huge fan. I love, yeah. You know, everyone's amazing. And, and um, yeah. but you, you cut through that really quickly and, and uh, it, it's just, uh, it was such a great experience. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Uh, so I read your latest run and it was fabulous. Um, it's oh like, my goodness, thank you. Of course. It was, it, oh my God. It was like, I was trying to write down notes to try to get a stream of consciousness. But like, I forget that like, even just like the show, Doom Patrol is here, there and everywhere. Like it's a hundred places at once, but it's like the same characters as you know well. Like you guys, oh my gosh. It's like you had to go into like dimensions and then reverse dimensions and then like upside down, inside out, virtual things. Like how, and you were telling me, how Gerard had you guys go in different rooms. Maybe that was for like creative purposes mm -hmm. to get different ideas. Like, did you guys go out in the world together or did you like bring together? I like, where did these crazy kooky ideas come from? <laughs> uh, I mean, you gotta give, you gotta give credit to Gerard for those really. Uh, it's, you know, we, it, it's interesting. Cause we started with obviously the, the, the core group, um, that he had established and, um, and you just sort of derive everything from there. He had uh, he has so much uh, material for for issues and for stories, and we were just we would talk about a lot of them and how they would best fit for um, you know what we wanted to do here. We started with and and we it was Gerard's idea to start is that he wanted to do something a bit more episodic uh, mm. than what had come previously, um, and so we we're both really passionate about the um, the idea of, of Doom Patrol being a middle finger to cynicism. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> and it's just sort of like, you know, and, and positivity. And sure. you know, there's so much wholesomeness in a lot of these characters and putting them in various situations and things that would bring that out. Um, and And just leading through trying to find themselves and support each other um, in in very positive ways, and not to say I mean with that you have to have a lot of the um, 
a lot of the things that would would shine a light on on that positivity and that sort of um I guess emotional support um sure. with all of these characters and with all of these situations um and and that was the most important uh I guess north star that was our polaris for for this particular arc uh for way to the worlds and and that's that's kind of the starting point but when you know they're just and this would be like one of those things I was talking about earlier with Gerard where it's just like he would look at me and he'd be like space divorce yeah like, what what does that mean <laughs> I don't understand. He's like, planets are getting divorced. I'm like, okay, but let's, you know, rewind that a bit and figure out. Because yeah. right now I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so there would be plenty of moments like like that. Um, and and we'd start there and there'd be, there'd be all these ideas that we would, you know, um, that we would talk about, you know, when it comes to, to, to Danny Land, uh, for instance. It's just like, okay, so Danny Land, is there a map? Is there a map? You know, it's just like trying to track down those things of, yeah. of you know, the old Walt Disney, you know, or Disneyland, you know, map to the theme park, that sort of thing. If somebody yeah. wanted to find their way around Dandyland, what would they use? Like a new, yeah. a new Dandyzen, you know? Um, so it's just like uh, a lot of those things would would come up from the ideas that, that Gerard's had in, in writing so many issues previously and things that didn't quite fit earlier on that... That could fit here, um, and and things that we were talking about at the time, like you know, much the same thing with with we were talking about. I can't remember what it was. Like I was trying to get back in shape or something, and and mm-hmm. we were like you know fitness, fitness, whatever. And he was like fitness planet. Fitness planet. <laughs> what is going on? Um, but then we just follow those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that the key and the trick to do patrol is literally just following through on on all of the thoughts that you would normally discard or like yeah. you would immediately discard. Don't judge and those ideas, seeing, just go with it. Yeah, just like no zero judgment zone, yeah. zero judgment area and uh and then we would just go through that, you know, and I would be like writing everything down and we would just start going back and forth about uh various things that wouldn't be involved if there was a fitness planet and it was just like the marathon eternal or it's like this one big you know treadmill that's going around you know so it's just like following uh, (laughs) these breadcrumbs that um uh that were laid down and and just not dismissing anything um right because of that which is to say i guess writing in general but (laughs) with doom patrol uh, in particular, you, you have a bit more freedom to be a, maybe a bit more literal with the weird um, sure. <laughs> that comes with that. And, you know, and not being weird for the sake of weird, but having a, a you know, a beating heart behind it. Because sure. I think you can get so easily lost in um, just trying to make something zany that you lose so much of the emotional power and and the heartbeats of the story that come with that that can come with that and Mm -hmm. um you know in particular if you have a character like crazy jane one of the one of the things that would upset me the most uh you know about seeing any crazy jane stories if this if this was the case was just you know something approaching that glibly or dismissively um and you know that's it's just which again circles back to you know a key tenet of of Doom Patrol and, and one that I think is um, beautifully done in the show. I'm a massive fan of of the show, um, mm-hmm. but I think uh, you know the the therapy episode, which is like you know everyone's <laughs> championing therapy. And I'm just like yes, yes. this this is it. <laughs> therapy, like Robot Man clapping and saying therapy, you know, is. <laughs> is just the great like Gerard and I were cheering at that point you know yeah. because that's what it is it's just that emotional understanding and support and therapy yes therapy um and and having a greater understanding of of where you are and where your friends are emotionally and helping each other you know yeah. um whether you're on fitness planet or earth or you know whatever it is um so so yeah I guess that's my my long-winded uh 
answered the question. No, that's great. That's great. And exactly like you're trying to nail down exactly how you do that. And you can't really, like you said, like you can't, you can't judge the things that come up. You have to justify them. And like Crazy Jane, you can easily be like, yeah, she's just crazy. The end, full stop. But like every single one of her Mm. friends love her for each facet of who she is, which is important and also a form Mm. of therapy, (laughs) you know, surrounding yourself with people that support you and stuff so that's important and uh totally totally get what you mean there yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and and containing you know literal multitudes where where you know all of these things make people who they are and 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 that that was the biggest thing like i said yeah it's just sort of leading with with that as um as our guiding light is you know and just that that sense of positivity and and bringing that out in through um characters you know being true to to how they're feeling and and how they want to reckon with something and their friends being there and supporting them (laughs) right right and you never know who's watching you know a kid could see it and be like oh i'm like him you know or and he's got friends you know and that's and that's your job as a writer as well is creating i mean you know creating those characters that hopefully people can relate to and they attach on to you know yeah, like Lotion the Cat. <laughs> hey, man, we're all a little bit Lotion the Cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I loved oh, it. I, I saw, I think it was I think it was the fitness one when they were on the beach and you guys were like mimicking Muscle Beach. Um, and I saw your oh, cartoon yeah. in there in the beginning on the on a billboard. It was you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think Nick Patara uh, drew all of us into that issue, um, which was hilarious. Um, but yeah, honestly, <laughs> lotions, lotions also very funny because Gerard actually has a cat named lotion. Um, really? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, cool. so that was a trip. Anytime we were right. Any of those scenes and lotion was just sitting there staring at us or something. He <laughs> was your, your muse for that character. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> do me right. Come on. Yeah. Right. Me right. Um, cat on two feet, man. Uh, well, when it comes to the show, I've, so I've only read your, the latest run, so I'm not sure, Hmm. is there, and forgive me, my timeline might be different. I know that the second season of Doom Patrol just came out. Um, I'm not sure when the first season came out, but when it comes to comics and when you started writing, is there anything in the comics that made it to the movie? I mean, excuse me, the TV series? Yeah, to the, to the TV series. Yeah. Well, from, from our series, there are a couple of uh, hints uh, here and there, um, you know, heavily drawing, I think, uh, you know, rightly so, and, and seeing how they've done it as well from, from Grant Morrison uh, and, um, and Richard Case. And, you know, I think that the, um, it, it, a lot of it's coming from there, but you'll see like scants, for instance, from Gerard. I think it was from, uh, gosh, was it volume two maybe of... Um, or maybe it was brick by brick. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember which particular issue it was from um, Gerard, Nick, and, and Tamro's run. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, so there's just there's there's little things you know peppered throughout. Yeah. Uh, this this past season, the second season, um, they put us on a billboard. Uh, <laughs> we we blurbed a, a book <laughs> that, that there was a billboard for. So it's just you know pull quotes for for a book. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and yeah, that was that was amazing, and that that you know is in, in tribute to the to the writers' room who have been amazing, and uh, they've been so so nice, and and we've only talked to them a little bit, but you know it's just a great group of people, and uh, and we love the story that, or I, I'll speak for myself, I love the story that they're uh, that they're telling. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, fun fact: I'm actually the VFX coordinator for the animation on the show. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, and they create small world. Um, but so like I don't get to actually watch the show, but I get to see what characters get to be animated and like pieces yeah. of it. And so that's what I've seen of of um, season two, and just like the characters that come out of it, I'm like, what? Like if anybody were to just see the characters in Doom Patrol, they'd be like, what is this story about? Holy, you know, like, <laughs> it's so different. <laughs> That's amazing. I, now I just want to talk to you about your job. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> I just tell animators what to do. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, I, that's amazing. Um, 
I love that. It's one of my favorite shows that we work on. We work on a few comic book shows, but that one, every time oh, Doom Patrol so something fun. would come through, I'd be like, yeah, what are we doing today? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cool. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Well, awesome. Um, yeah. Do you guys have another um, Doom Patrol comic volume coming out? I don't know if you've been writing much over this period of yeah, <laughs> quarantine been, been working on on plenty you know well we shall see i mean for now you know it's pretty much uh for at least from my standpoint i can't really speak to anything else pretty much done for now you know i yeah. would say um but uh but yeah you know i'm not really sure what uh what else is in in the works but as of as of right now I've, it's just been you know really focusing on um on buffy the vampire slayer um, oh nice and what I've been working on, uh, mostly what I've been working on this year. Um, so, so yeah, that and a few other things. And, um, but with, with, with doom, um, you know, I can only say that it's, you know, my desperate hope that there's another one soon. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Of course. Do you feel like out of all your works that you've done, what do you feel like is like the most Jeremy, like most a piece of your creativity? Ooh. Um, oh, wow. Well, I would say it's not out yet and it hasn't been announced yet. Okay. Out okay. Is, is my answer. But, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is the worst sort of non answer. No, you could I love it. Mystery. Get. Love it. But, <laughs> but, but honestly, um, oh, that's hard. Um, I would say, I would say, oh goodness, yeah, I don't, I tough. Oh. I would say, you know, both with Doom and Buffy, because I, I've been working on them at the same, around the same time, and obviously Buffy's continuing now, um, co-writing that with with Jordi Belair. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you 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 grow attached to, or at least I did, um, to certain characters, and you know. It, and then some surprise you and, and you just want, you know, like for instance, yeah. um, uh, Flex Mentallo. Mm-hmm. I love Flex Mentallo. Um, I didn't know I would be obsessed with Flex Mentallo once I started, you know, the Doom Patrol writing journey. Yeah, he's great. Um, and I very, very much am. Um, he's just, especially the way that, that Gerard set everything up and I just like, took that and ran with it as far as Gerard would let me. Yeah. Um, is just how pure and wholesome of an individual Flex Mentallo is. Yeah. Like when we're talking about that support and that that friendship, it's just like I desperately wish Flex Mentallo everyone has a Flex Mentallo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, it just like just in, in terms of lifting people up and and, you know, being there for for people and, and having just no veneer. Yeah. Like, like zero, you know, um, there's just no guard up yeah. uh, for him. And and he's wonderful. And <laughs> um, and so it's just like a lot of those things like I find my, I would find myself connected to to things like that. And then I would start pouring I guess what I would consider a lot of I guess my um I don't know my my interest in and and uh and the things that I get really passionate about into characters and and stuff like that so I'd say that Flex in particular um and and Casey and and Fug uh Fug I love Fug uh, even even Fug (laughs) uh in, in Doom you know uh really stood out to me because because for the longest time it was just like okay yeah I mean you know uh, my favorite favorite character of all time is is Dorothy Spinner, mm. um, but you know um, with this with this run Dorothy's not in this and uh, you know I think for the longest time I was just like yeah cra- Crazy Jane and, and Larry and um, you know I really was envisioning I guess. I started thinking more about, you know, um, what we would do with Jane and what we would do with Larry. And then as, you know, we got into it, just found myself very surprised, um, you know, where where I got hooked in, yeah. in a lot of areas that I didn't expect. But that's um, awesome. But yeah. 
Awesome. That's so cool. I, um, speaking of flex, my he w- he had some of my favorite lines. One of my favorite one was when he was on the fitness planet and everybody was like originally like a, this giant like balloon ball thing and they're running yeah. trying to be this this you know body form that they're not and he like comes in from like I think the top of the fr- the panel to like come in and say something cuz he's gigantic. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, you know, just a healthy diet and some regular exercise is all you need. <laughs> yeah. And he's this giant muscle uh, dude. <laughs> he is. I mean, that's just, you know, it, it's just that, you know, that's the response, right? That's the yeah. typical flex response. Um, and uh, love him. Awesome. Love him. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool, man. Um, thank you for sharing Doom Patrol. I know that's like a big part of your heart. Um, but oh, I would yeah. like to get to know you as a comic book reader. So I've got a few fun questions for you if you're ready. Oh, absolutely. Yes, awesome. I'm ready. Okay. Maybe. So... We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're a Marvel guy, right? Usually, even though you write uh, when, when I was younger, I would say I was a Marvel guy. Now I'm kind of everything, and, and um, I'm focusing a lot on, on um, younger reader, middle grade, and, and YA books. Um in terms of my reading right now sure. uh, for the past year or two years um, in particular in terms of like a, like a, gosh, I don't know. I'm not even getting into it, but, but basically <laughs> like I've always been, you know, uh, really going in, in um, the direction of reading anything and everything. And in particular um, material for, for younger readers, which is basically me at this point. Like that's just what I know and love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every, everything I'd say. That's um, awesome. Um, yeah. What is it? A, I, this isn't my question, but now I'm curious. Sorry. No. I oh my God. No. This is this is <laughs> we go with the flow here at OCD. Um, so I'm curious what you love about young um, YA comics because I'm the same way. Like I will read oh, a wow. comic and then I'll flip open, I'll flip it to the front, and I'll be like, Oh wait, this is YA. But like, you find a way to connect it to it, you know, in like a, a really cool way. Yeah. What about you? I mean, it's the, yeah, absolutely. I, I really love, um, stories for young readers and, um, all ages storytelling, middle grade and and YA. And, um, and it's just, to me, a lot of it always comes back to the same sense of wonder that I had in reading a lot of those books when I was younger. Like I, I, I know no, um, feeling like just all of everything just busting wide open you know, reading a lot of those stories when I was, when I was younger. Um, and I find so much joy in reading a lot of those stories and in, you know, what just the emotional connection of, um, stories and characters that, you know, when you're reading them, you are somebody more than, hopefully than ever in, in a world that wasn't built for you in a world that sure. wasn't made for you and navigating a lot of those things. Um, and, uh, I think that's what, what draws me, draws me to it a lot. But I also just, I, you know, there's just that standard answer of, I just really, really love it and really enjoy, enjoy <laughs> picking up new books for, for getting and like what, what is, you know, coming out now and what, um, you know, you know, kids are, are reading now, um, and how that's different if it was, or how, how it's different from, from what it was before for me or, or how they're the same and, and that sort of thing. So in terms of my reading tendencies, I've been, uh, yeah, absolutely been getting into a lot of, um, a lot of those books, but I'm still reading single issues and all sorts of things from all age levels. And <laughs> what are you reading right uh, you now? Know, everything. Uh, I just finished, so I, it came out last year. I just finished a, a lot of books in, in my, you know, to read pile um, that I've been trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I just finished uh, This Was Our Pact, which was a graphic novel that came out, I think it was last year. Okay. Uh, and not, not this year, but it's been there for a while and was just floored by it. I mean, I absolutely loved this graphic novel. Um, and, uh, I, I don't even want to say anything about it, but it just reminded me just so that people can, can look it up and read it, you know, right, sure. right off the bat. But it just reminded me of this sort of, uh, Americana fused, um, studio Ghibli story. Nice. And it, and it just, it, in all of the, 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 you know, 
turns in the road and the the unexpected areas that the or the places that the story went to and um you know uh it just brought it brought me to so many new places and and has that sense of wonder that i was talking about in in spades and in, and in droves um and and so that that one really um really floored me uh and then the same thing with um i would say i i just uh, finished uh, Superman Smashes the Clan. Yeah. Which was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, love, love, love that book. My uh, husband loves that but, book. Um, he keeps talking about oh, it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And, and um, yeah, I'm just getting through Family Tree by, by Jeff Lemire right now as well. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, and Phil Hester. And, um, yeah, so, so, I don't know. I, I think those are the the most recent ones that I that I finished. Um, but uh, another favorite, another recent favorite is the Tea Dragon Society. Okay. Um, and uh, and that's by Katie O'Neill, and she put that out. Um, I think they all that went out through Oni Press. I think last uh, or two years ago, maybe at this point. Wow. Um, but like I said, still getting through. All sorts of things, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, there's a few more. I'm trying to think of, of what else I've been getting through. Um, reading a lot of prose too in in quarantine, so getting through a, a few different things that have been piling up. You going down your reading list? You're like, all right, this is the Going time. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is it. Awesome. What you can read, do it and do it now. Yeah, right. Because when you get back to work, <laughs> you're back to. But, uh, making that list again, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. Where do you make your wishes? A shooting star? Genie? Wishing well? Well, you should be careful what you wish for. Break a Wish is a podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic costs. Each episode, hosts Maddox Campbell and two guests take a magic wish and try to come up with a balanced, ironic cost. Perhaps it's, you can get any food you want instantly, but all food you eat becomes the wrong serving temperature. Or you never get itchy again, but you always feel just a little bit damp. Or maybe you can produce bees from your hand at will, but you must name every single one and love them like a cherished pet. Then they put it to their audience to vote if they'd take that wish or not, like a magic-fueled game of Would You Rather. Currently, they are diving into some great films about magic wishes like The Little Mermaid, Labyrinth, and The Wonderful Ice Cream Suit. Break a Wish podcast is brought to you by the Sonar Network. Check out all the great podcasts in the Sonar Network at thesonarnetwork.com. Um, okay, so my question to you, and it's super simple, and I'm just curious, who is your all-time favorite comic book character? Oh, all-time favorite comic book? I think it has to be Dorothy Spinner. Um, nice. And I can say that because I never got to write her, um, <laughs> and, as, and Gerard is well aware of, of how desperate I am to get Dorothy Spinner back out into the, into the world of comics. Um <laughs> But, but it's yeah, Dorothy, Dorothy Spinner. I would say is is my all time my all time fave. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, and who is your? And I asked Sam this last week, and she was stumped for a sec. Um, <laughs> who's <laughs> who's your favorite comic book villain? Oh, my favorite comic book villain. Let me think. Yeah. Um. Because there are so many horrifically wonderful comic book villains, I, uh, you know, and this is not a cop out. I hope this is not a cop out. Um, <laughs> it would be related to my favorite character, and I would probably go with the Candlemaker. Oh, um, okay. For with with Dorothy, and I think I'm saying that because it's. And there's a few different, I guess there's a few different facets. There's probably going to be some people that are going to, you know, uh, be up in arms and trying to correct me on this. But I think that the, um, with the candle maker, you know, 
uh, and I'm just saying that they, they are abs- probably absolutely right in that as well. So, um, you know, I, but for me, I, I think with, with, can- with the Candlemaker, I think that, um, you know, it's an element of yourself as the villain. Okay. Which is, okay. you know, yeah. one of the biggest things for me. And, and I know that the Candlemaker is an egregore and it existed outside of Dorothy at, at the beginning and, you know, is, is more of like a collective um, uh, villain. But I think with Dorothy Spinner and who she is as a character and, you know, bringing dreams, nightmares, imaginary beings to, to life, corporal uh, forms. Um, I think that it, you know, is one of the things that affected me the most, um, in comics is, is in Grant's run, uh, Grant and, and and Richard Case in telling a lot of, um, that story with, with Dorothy and the things, you know, that she's, the things about herself that she doesn't feel like she's in control of sure. um, and the fears that she has manifesting in so many different ways. And that being the, like finding parts of yourself as the villain um, is so relatable mm-hmm. um, to, to me in terms of like the interior struggle that, that anyone's going through or it's like, you know, with myself, with, you know, deep, deep-seated anxiety about a lot of different things where it's just, sure. just in general, but it's just, you know, that um, thought process and that internal struggle and fear um, dictating a lot of what you do, but also um, dictating how you think and how you respond in yeah. certain situations and and the fear of, of repercussion and, um, you know, there's so many elements involved in just like with guilt and with shame and, and there's all these sort of narratively rich and, and also just dangerous and, and um, scary places to go uh, that really stand out to me with the candle maker in particular. Um, and, you know, even just from the standpoint of like, you know, making a wish and saying as a young person, just like, ah, you know, I wish that bully was dead. And then the bully dies uh, yeah. and you're just like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. You know, it's just, (laughs) I I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And, um, you know, that's sort of uh, permeating through uh, so many different areas of your life and just taking that, you know, example and and putting it in different situations, no no matter your age. Right. um, Is... Yeah, that that's why I would answer the Candlemaker. (laughs) I like that answer. Um, That's a good uh, answer. Yeah, I think so. But it's a very Doom Patrol, in both cases, favorite character and, and favorite villain. Both are centered around around Doom. Um, but but it's definitely a, an attachment that I have to to those stories and, and uh, you know, um, and however they, they form. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, I could go on about villains all day but i think i think um this was in in sam's i thought what what uh what sam mags was saying in in that episode was was Mm -hmm. and what you you were both talking about was um was spot on is that you know my favorite villains are always you know the ones that aren't um sort of stand in and evil for evil's sake and and uh you know um having uh having somebody who desperately wants to be the good guy um oh yeah and justifying their actions in that way um, because, I mean, you can kind of find that anywhere, whether you're talking about you know, um, certain CEOs of massive companies or whatever it else. It's just like the for the greater good argument or whatever justification is going on in their mind is just sort of like slowly warping into saying that I am helping everyone. I am doing good. You know, I am, no matter what these detractors say, they just don't understand. They don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, This lovely, you know, Batman's trying to stop me because he doesn't get it. Right, right, right. You know, it's just something like that. And it's just like, that's, you know, when you take that to, to the extreme, which in comics is, you know, I think there's so many wonderful stories out there that have, that, you know, these villains are, 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 um, 
are out there and in force. Um, but those are always the ones that keep you turning the page and trying to figure out. Because you, in in many ways, the most effective among them, I think, are the ones that, you know, that you actually kind of think they're right. You know? Yeah, but yes, they're yes. <laughs> like where there's that, that current, there's that small, like, you know, uh, element at the, at the very core of their argument where you're just like, well... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like actually, uh, well, yeah, I I don't want the this group of people to die, right. or I I don't want you know, you know, this to happen, or I don't think we should be doing this um, as a policy for our government, but everything that they're doing, or you know, in terms of their their actions, their manners, on the basis of that idea, is monstrous and completely. Right. Um, you know, villainous in in every possible way. I think, I think that's that's where it gets really morally, um, you know, ambiguous. And obviously, there's so many things where it's just like some central tenets to villains is just like I want to to eradicate this type of uh, person. Right. And it's like you are a horrible, horrible human being and need to you know disappear, vanish, and never be seen again. Yeah. Um, but uh, but where where it gets you know muddled in, in a lot of those in a lot of those instances is where the villains find new life in you know trying to tap into you know tenets that that a lot of people could agree on or anything like that. I mean, it's uh, it, it gets scary. Like it gets really really scary when you know um, you know it's like the villain of a villain or something. You know, and you start right. siding with the villain you didn't think that you would side with and you're just going back and forth and objectively you, you pull yourself out from you know you go bird's eye view from everything you're like everyone is awful this whole thing yeah, is really bad you're like, all in the wrong absolutely, yeah <laughs> this is terrible like this these people are absolute monsters but mm-hmm. when you start you know fusing in those those emotional through lines that try and like hook you in and pull you in is is where it gets um, is where it gets uh, to the point where you know like I said you're just you're constantly turning the pages because you don't know if, if maybe somebody will have a change of heart or you don't know if, if something will work out the way that they don't want it to or whatever it ends up being it's um, those are the villains that I think that have a you know some complexity to them and some human elements to them very human elements um right that people can relate to uh is where you know you get tricked i guess <laughs> yes and you start to question your own sanity you're like wait am i a villain am i a bad guy because i'm siding with that guy like i'm understanding where he's coming mm-hmm. from kind of you know yeah mm-hmm. i love that the who's your favorite villain answer is always longer than who's your favorite like good guy answer, because <laughs> yeah, right, because the yeah, villain yeah. is just so tightly wound in his own effed up thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, but I see where that started and where that came from, and it makes you have empathy. And like through those characters, hopefully, people that are reading or you know viewers or whatever, they're seeing that like a villain's purpose is not always just because he wants to do bad. It's because they're genuinely influenced that what they're doing is good for the planet. Like, don't you guys see yeah. kind of thing like you were saying before? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which honestly makes those villains more dangerous. That's why there's sure. you know, those villains is because it's just like, yeah. Oh God, they tapped into something that, that has the smallest warped sense of truth to it. Maybe like emotional honesty to it, but it is now just like a horrific, um, you know, uh, behemoth of um, just like of a plan or of an action or of a mandate or something like that that the villains, you know, going out on. But it's yeah, I think it, it is interesting that you know you you start viewing things through that lens, uh, you know, of the villain. Um, yeah, just sort of shining lights into into you know what you think about. Uh, certain topics or where the hero is going like what how is this the foil for for this or you know what is this highlight about the hero and how can they counter this you know element of the villain but yeah that's that's very interesting (laughs) yeah that's a whole thing and I wonder if it's because I've been talking to writers recently it's like because you guys have to really get inside those characters brains you know, so yeah. that's a whole thing too. Like you have to embody oh those goodness. characters, and you have to unravel it 
yourself. It's like when you said Gerard would send you, you know, space divorce. It's like you guys have to start with like a word or a name or a, you know, just a look of a character, I'm sure, and then unravel it from there. So your mind's been there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just sort of just keeps, you know, following that that uh, trail of breadcrumbs uh, down a very weird and winding (laughs) road. Awesome. Crazy. I know that's like a whole, I'm like, I could go on and on. Like I'm, I'm always like, but wait, we need to listen yeah. to what this guy, where he's coming from. Like, I know he's bad, oh, but like, you know, messed up this, that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's, it's us empathic souls, right? We're like, just give the You're guy right. a hug, you know, <laughs> just give this guy a flex mentalo and, and yeah. <laughs> stop, stop this horrible, horrible I know. These horrible things that are happening in the world, please. Oh, man. Hashtag politics. Woo. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, God. I know. I know. You're, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's me. Speaking outside of comics. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. It, it's not much help there. Yeah. We do <laughs> no what we can what. from this point, but it's hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. Well, to ramp it up here, uh, who's your... <laughs> Um, because it's a comic book family episode and I know you love Doom Patrol, but I'm curious who's your favorite comic book family. Uh, it's okay if it's Doom Patrol. (laughs) If I just like go all in on, on Doom Patrol. Um, my favorite comic book family. Um, interesting, interesting question. I would actually, um, I'd say the Locke family. Oh, from Lock, from and, Lock and Key. Yes, I love yeah. that show. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really um, speaking specifically about a family that would have uh, a brutally real Thanksgiving dinner or um, <laughs> yeah. Christmas dinner or anything like that. Where, <laughs> in terms of, in terms of the fights and the arguments and all of the uh the very realistic things about a family and uh i just think that would that has to be my answer because it's just, <laughs> as much as answer. i would i would love to be uh, at thanksgiving with with uh the doom patrol family um <laughs> <laughs> i think uh you know i i think because lock and key brought me back into a lot of um a lot of creator-owned comics and a lot of um, uh, the independent, the more independent comics and and things like that, where um, where I was, you know, if I was just reading more of you know DC stuff or Marvel stuff or, or Hellboy, um, yeah. you know, also a good family as yes. I oh man, oh no no no, now I got to think. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I, I, but I don't know. I just uh, you know getting tied to. Um, Certain certain family dynamics where you can see and spot, um, you know, those very real things that have echoes in in your own life, and um, you know, you you develop uh, you know level of affection. Yeah. <laughs> for for the good and the bad in, in a lot of those families, and uh, you know, um, it, it's definitely really really interesting. Not to say that I had a massive house when i was a kid that uh, you could uh <laughs> just find mysterious keys everywhere and you know go about uh wandering the halls as a ghost or etc but mm-hmm. um but uh but just looking at the those family dynamics you can you can sort of see the the, the echoes in um in your own or or things that just ring true uh, yeah and uh and yeah, I'd, I'd, so I'd, I'd say that's my answer. For that's a good one. Well, we were all kids. We all had a big imagination. So I'm sure that we created some mystery. Yeah. And in our minds, we had a big haunted house, you know? <laughs> for sure. Right. Right. Oh right goodness. on. Well, Jeremy, it has been an absolute delight having you on. Thank you so much for sharing all of your comic book awesomeness and wisdom and, and villain theories. I had a blast. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Seriously, thank you. I'm very grateful for this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Not a problem. Happy to chat. Um, Question, where can everybody find you out there in cyberspace? Ah, yes. Um, On Twitter, I'm at Jeremy underscore Lambert. And um, on Instagram, I'm at Jeremy Frank Lambert, which is just my full name. Um, So those are the two areas where I'm I'm, – 
you know, most frequent. I've, I haven't been good about keeping it up lately, but, uh, but there I am. <laughs> and when he does feel like keeping up, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 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 Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of ongoing comic book discussion podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> this holiday season, we're getting drunk. Join Emily and Flo as they drink their way through December with a different festive genre each week as voted for by you. Action. Horror. Classic. What is eggnog? Children. Never really had a glass of milk anymore. And never seen before. I've never seen Die Hard. So grab a sherry and a mince pie and join in the fun. Why this film's Drunk Christmas starts December the 1st. But you know, I think that's a part of growing up. You just, you get like these cartoons put immeasurable guilt on you about stuff you can't control and you just live with it. And that's life. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas.